claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome to a podcast to be named later. I'm Wes Goldberg. With me on the other line, it's Chris Barnwell. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Well, kind of not great because you see a fastball is bad, but whatever. No one wants to hear about that. Okay, well, we just recorded like a solid two minutes on UCF basketball that we just deleted because we ended up talking No one cares. They're and terrible. Nobody cares. So instead of UCF <laughs> basketball, we are going to talk about, because um, nobody wants to hear about a seven foot eight center named Taco Fall. Um, He's wonderful. We're going to talk. Stinks. We're going to be one of those other podcasts that talk about the NBA trade deadline. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, trade deadline's tomorrow. But I think we're going to take a little bit of a different take on it. Instead of uh, talking about some potential blockbuster deals that are going to go down, we're going to talk about some potential block blister deals that are going to go down. The next best thing, basically. So for anyone that's listened to the new Kanye album, Life you know that song where everyone... What? I said Life of Pablo. Yes. That one. You know, for everyone that heard that song that had... Uh, Future and it was like, oh man, this is Future. That wasn't Future. No. That was a guy named Designer with two eyes. With two eyes. Shout uh, to that's, Designer. That's Walmart Future. So we're basically playing Walmart trade deadline. Walmart trade deadline. We're shopping for deals here. <laughs> so uh, I've been listening to nothing but Kanye's album for like the last three days, just because I wanted to get myself in that crazy zone to get these trades to go through. Did you see that? Uh... That screenshot of his tweets when he went on one of his rants where it started, where all the way all the letters that it started with formed I am Voldemort. No, what? <laughs> it was this flurry of tweets that he sent out, and there's a screenshot of them, and when they're all put together, it perfectly it perfectly forms I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> and he totally meant it because he's a musical genius. I kind of <laughs> hope he didn't mean it though. That I love coincidences like that because they make no sense. Well, we could talk about Kanye's album all day, but which is a song that didn't make it onto the album. But um, let's just get right into these trades. Uh, So, a bunch of trade rumors going around, one of which, a lot of which involve the Wizards, right? But everything that goes along with the Wizards, uh, you know, they have to take on expiring contracts because they still think that they're going to chase Kevin Durant in the summer, everything like that. But let's get real here, right? They're not going to get Kevin Durant, right? Maybe. I mean, they might get Kevin Durant. I mean, there's uh, like yeah. a slim chance that barely exists, right? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's just kind of look at Kevin Durant's free agency here for a second. If he had to pick based on, like, if he were to even leave OKC, which it, he might not even do that. Right. He doesn't, he seems to really like the city. He seems to like the team. I think he likes playing with Russell Westbrook. I think if he were to leave, he'd be much more likely to go to the rumor we've all been hearing, Golden State. But really, that's if he even leaves in the first place. And also, there's a possibility he just signs a resigns a one year deal, and then enters free agency with Russell Westbrook. Right. So, so Washington, that... kind of in the back of the pack, doesn't look like they're going to be able to grab him. So instead of getting Kevin Durant, I mean, why don't they just go for the next best thing? They go to Walmart. They're shopping around. They see the Sacramento Kings aisle. 
aisle 12, and they say, hey, Rudy Gay, looking that pretty good on the shelf. <laughs> and they go ahead and just grab Rudy Gay. They just trade Jared Dudley and Otto Porter to Rudy Gay, right? How dare you? I love Rudy Gay. <laughs> call, Rudy, call Rudy Gay a Walmart, Kevin Durant. Rudy Gay is his own being. Right? Come on now. Uh, so sure. I love the deal. The Wizards get the guy on the wing that they need to score. The Kings get a couple of nice wing pieces. Otto Porter is a young guy with some 3 and D potential. Jared Dudley's solid. That's what they've been looking for, just some solid vets on the wing that can make them better right now. Those two will kind of do that, sort of. I like it. <laughs> sure. Right. Let's, go. Let's go with it. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, your turn. All right, I got one. So... All right. Um, you've hear you've heard all the rumors about Channing Fry, right? Yes. What do you think of Fry? Do you think he's still a good NBA player, or do you think he's just done for? I think he's got a role. Like if Ryan Anderson, who basically only shoots threes and can't play defense, he can barely run up the court uh, with the rest of his team. Channing Fry's got to have a spot. Like he had a good year in Phoenix. Like. Orlando's not the best spot for him because I, I kind of liked where they were going when they signed Channing Fry, but it was also kind of weird. Like, it just, it was never like a signing that completely made sense. You know, like their whole idea is we want to space the floor, we want to be modern. Let's go get Channing Fry. I'm like, solid. Good on you, Orlando. Like, get some, like, that was a Walmart buy when they got him. But it just never really clicked there because they don't really have the players. Like, Nikola Vucevic ended up being a kind of a floor spacer for them. And, they never really had, like, and he's an awful rim protector, and Channing Fry is not a good rim protector, so they had two, you, they were unplayable together. It was just a weird thing, and just never worked. Um, I think the biggest issue is he attempt, he makes less than, um, like, as far as three-pointers go, he's barely attempting, like, two a game. Right. He's still shooting 39%, but, or, sorry, he's attempting four points. Last season, he attempted 4.6. This season, he's attempting 2.8. Like, the makes, he's only getting one or two a game, which that's not really translating into an offense that's so incredibly bad. And that defense has just been such a disaster where he has no one to even, like... Right. Fry's defense has never been a straight-up kind of defense. He's always been a help kind of guy. And with Orlando, there's no one to help. I think it's a system thing for him. I think if he finds his spot in the right system, I actually like the Raptors for him. I think that's, like, a good spot for him, right? Like that would be kind of nice somewhere that right, but he hasn't been linked to the Raptors. He's been linked okay. more to the Cavs, okay, and the uh, Clippers. So where are you going? The Clippers with this? one is kind of like with uh, Lance Stevenson. It's kind of just a cat move, cat move. So, but today the rumor came out that uh, Cleveland offered Anderson Barajao for uh, Channing Fry, and it didn't work. So uh, that's a bummer for them. Like Orlando said no, so it's looking like Channing Fry is going to go to L.A. and play for the Clippers. So Cleveland obviously has to go and get the next best thing. Best thing, Spencer Hawes. They've been trying to get rid of Timothy Mozgov. <laughs> They've been trying to get rid of uh, Timothy Mozgov. So just send Timothy Mozgov over to Charlotte and bring Spencer Hawes back to Char- back to Cleveland. He played so well there when he was there for that one. Was it just half a trade deadline or whatever? Yeah, he's practically an all star. Exactly. <laughs> so bring Spencer Hawes back. Send Mozgov, send, send Mozgov over to Charlotte. They'll take his contract. It's only one year. And 
really space the floor with that big man's floor spacer that Cleveland really needs. Yeah. He'd be way better than Kevin Love. Bring Spencer Oz back home, baby. I love it. <laughs> so speaking of stretch big white guys, um, the Toronto Raptors have wanted Ryan Anderson for a while, right? They've been re- linked to Ryan Anderson, reportedly really interested in him. Um, Ryan Anderson I love Ryan is, Anderson, by the way. I, I like Ryan think... Anderson a lot. I think he's a really good player in the right spot, and I think he could be a difference maker. But I think he's still really good in New Orleans, honestly. I mean, they're going to get rid of him just because – you can't play him behind Anthony Davis all the time. Well, like he's going to walk, right? That. That's the biggest thing is that his contract is up, and he's like, he's going to say peace out, New Orleans. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, that's the biggest thing, which honestly hurts his trade value because it's funny. In previous years, these deadline deals were all about the expiring contracts. They were the big thing to get. But now no one wants the expiring contract because when the player's expiring, they go, oh, we'll just sign him. Why give something up for him when we can just sign him in free agency? Right. And because the cap is going to go up, they're presumably going to have money to go get these guys. So they don't have to trade for him now. So um, I think the other thing with Ryan Anderson, which is interesting, and, and the the Pelicans are reportedly really being aggressive and trying to move him. But a team that's going to take on a rental for a year is somebody that's going to actually get the value in return, not next year, but in this second half and into the playoffs. And a team like that is going to be a good team. And a good team probably doesn't want to give away good pieces, a.k.a. value pieces, back to the Pelicans to get Ryan Anderson because they want to stay good, right? So they need to get... Right. The Pelicans aren't going to get, you know, a, a, a quarter for a quarter for Ryan Anderson. If they really want to move him for any value, they're going to take. They're going to have to take, like, a dime back for the quarter that they're giving away. And um, I'm not sure that they're going to do that. And unless they do do it, then Ryan Anderson's not going to get moved. So that's when it comes down to the Raptors. They might not want to trade what it's going to take to get Ryan Anderson because they want to stay good. They're the second-best team in the East right now. They're not going to want to get rid of something good for a player that might just leave at the end of the summer. Exactly. At the end of the season. But they do have a few reserves that they can kind of move around. And I think there's a nice, uh, you know, alternative version of Ryan Anderson out there. And he plays in Orlando by the name of Jason Smith. Okay. I feel like a, I feel like an AM radio disc jockey playing these like stupid fart noises when I play that thing. Um, the Raptors send Luis Scola and Bismarck Biombo to Orlando, and they get Jason Smith. Luis Scola, he's cool. He's fine. If the Magic are chaining, cha- trading Cheney Fry, Scola's a nice veteran dad. Biombo's a good rim protector that they could take, and the Raptors get. You know, mini Ryan Anderson and Jason Smith. They get a nice little floor spacer there. I think it works. You're, you're, you're a very mean person, you know that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, up. my gosh. Jason Smith is a uh, – he's the thing. He's a difference maker for Toronto. You know, he's been sneaky kind of good in Orlando, and it's been the weirdest thing in the world. The last two years he's been sneaky good. He was, like, sneaky good for New York. Was he? He was, like, sneaky, like, I don't know, maybe, t- like, really sneaky. Like, almost to the point where you didn't notice. Well, no, I didn't notice because New York, no one wanted to watch New York last year. Exactly. Like, he wasn't and the worst speaking thing. speaking of New York. He wasn't the worst thing on the Knicks last year. Nothing was, there was no way he could be the worst thing on the Knicks last year. Yep. Speaking of New York, Ooh. they're currently involved in Blake Griffin rumors. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of Blake Griffin rumors. Mm-hmm. I like where you're going here. 
Now, there's no way that Blake Griffin is getting traded from L.A. Because, let's be honest here, he's a top 10 player. Mm-hmm. Like, I that's one thing that's kind of amazed me about these rumors is you see a lot of them come up and people connect like, hey, why don't they trade him to Orlando, get Victor Oladipo and uh, Alfred Payton or whatever back. I'm like, Blake Griffin is a top 10 player and L.A. considers themselves a contender. You don't trade a top 10 player for assets. You trade it for other star players or high, high, high quality role players. Right. Well, like, you think about if, like the big blockbuster trades that have happened with people that wanted to be contenders. I automatically think of the Lakers trading Shaq, where they still thought they were going to be good. I mean, Carmelo Anthony getting traded from Denver, Chris Paul getting traded from New Orleans. It was like, a, okay, we're going to take a step back and just trade assets and try to do a rebuild. Like the Lakers really tried it, and they got Lamar Odom back in return. And he right, was, they got a they got a very high quality was. role player who ended up like years down the line helping them win a championship. Right, people forget about how good Odom was. But it's the thing with uh, but the thing with the Clippers is Chris Paul is not getting any younger. Right, like they need to try and win as soon as they can. If they're trading Griffin, like you'd be trying to go, you'd be calling up Cleveland, and being like, "Hey, do you want to give us Kevin Love?" Like that'd be the kind of trade you'd be making. Obviously, that's not happening, though, because they're not going to trade him. But let's say they did have to trade him. They have and, to, right? You know, the they Knicks punched were... the guy in the face, like, two or three times. Yeah. They have to trade him. So the Knicks come Walton in and go, hey, we got a trade for you. And they go, oh, cool, we'd love to get Carmelo Anthony. No, we're not giving you Carmelo Anthony. Are you crazy? He has a no-trade clause. He's not He's not going to take that. It's like, okay, well, then who do you want to trade? We got the next best thing for you. Derek Williams. Derek, Derek Williams, Jose Calderon, Aaron Ofalalo for Blake Griffin. It works. It works. The Clippers get their wing guy of the future in Derek Williams. No, that, that's Aaron Ofalalo. You bring Derek. You start Derek Williams at that at right next to uh, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, Lob City, God. baby. Have you seen Derek Williams dunks? True that with those floppy little thick dread thingies that he's got going on. He would be fantastic catching Chris Paul lobs. That's all he needed to do. That's and all Blake may I Griffin remind you, anyway. he's a former number two pick. Former number two pick. True that. It's higher than Blake Griffin went. Which Watch it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a good podcast. Okay. I got one. Experts. So, <laughs> experts here. Not a podcast that doesn't even have a name. Um, so, to be named later? Well, it's going to be named eventually. Uh, that'll be the last day of the podcast. <laughs> well, the, the final episode of the podcast, I'm like, yeah, we're just going to call it the basketball pod. Good? All right, cool. Um, so, Marcus Gasol, here and there, you know, involved in trade rumors. Mike Conley, here and there, sort of kind of involved in trade rumors. Um, Brooke Lopez, here and there, sort of kind of involved in trade rumors. What are, The idea that the Grizzlies would trade these guys... Marcus All and Mike Conley. They're not trading them. They're not trading them. <laughs> I mean, I see like I see the logic, like I do, but I don't because I think that a lot of us like blogging and talking about this stuff tend to think like, "Oh, it's not working. Let's just rebuild the whole thing." Like we love to destroy teams and rebuild. I don't them. get why tanking is like I miss we when tanking wasn't it. a well, wasn't a buzzword cuz everyone wants to tank. Oh, it's the be- like now and now it's even getting to the point where like it used to be like a few years ago, I thought, like, and by a few years ago, I mean like two, where we would be like, no, your team should tank. And then the fans would be like, no, F that. We're not tanking. 
And now it's like fans are like, no, we should totally tank, right? Like we should totally tank, right? Yeah, like any time of any like anything going wrong, like a young player takes a step back, or not even a step back, just doesn't take a step forward right. in progress. Trade him for is... a first round pick, tank him. Yeah, tank the team. Tank the team. Tank the team. This show with the Heat. Heat fans are unbelievable. They're like, well, oh my god, this whole Dwayne Wade, Goran Dragic thing isn't working. They're not good. Let's tank them. Like, we traded two for future first-rounders for Dragic. It's not even been a year. Let's just tank the team. And now it's just like, or you can just realize that they're fourth in the Eastern Conference right now, and it doesn't really matter what we do because the Warriors exist, so just chill. Yeah, and that's the thing. The Grizzlies aren't going to blow it up because they just re-signed Marcus to this massive contract. Right. And... Unless, like Gasol says, I want out, you hold on to Gasol, and you build around that. Does that mean they're going to win a championship sometime soon? No. It's also a long process. If we get to this point where every team that's not winning a championship within the next two years tanks, then literally every team but the Spurs and the Warriors are going to start tanking. And I don't even think that the tanking – like tanking kind of gets proved to be this kind of epidemic. I really think it's just – some teams in the natural rebuilding process have to lose games. Like, we apply trying to lose. Like, how many teams are actively out there trying to lose? Like, there's the Sixers, and I don't mean, like, the players and coaches. I mean the front offices. Like, there's maybe okay. two or three that actively want to lose. Right. I feel like the 